I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. RNZ Pacific News. Kia orana, I'm Lydia Lewis. New Caledonia's nickel crisis has prompted a call for a state of economic urgency. In the north of the main island, Glencore is withdrawing from the venture. The whole site is being placed in care and maintenance. In the south of the main island, a subsidiary of French giant Emirate recently had to be bailed out by French government loans to avoid an ominous bankruptcy. The other southern plant is also trying to keep its head above the water and reconstructing its stock to allow a major industrial partner to invest. Tonga's Prime Minister Huakava Meliku Seosi Sovalini is under pressure to vacate his portfolio as Defence Minister and strip the Foreign Affairs Minister Fekita Utoikamanu of his portfolio too. The King last month withdrew his confidence in them. Nine MPs told the Prime Minister on Thursday local time to respect the decision by King Tupo VI. RNZ Pacific's Tonga correspondent Kalafi Mwala says there appears to be a power clash over the roles traditionally held by the monarchy. I guess what's happened is that the Prime Minister wants those two ministries to be taken off from the hands of the active execution by the head of state so that the foreign affairs activities are run by the government, the defence and so on are under the jurisdiction of the government. No reason has been given for the King's decision. The Prime Minister of Papua New Guinea, James Marape, is promising to end the near-monopoly Puma Energy has on fuel supplies in the country. For more than a year, Puma has been struggling to bring in enough fuel to meet demand, leading to fuel stations running out, long queues by motorists and airlines cancelling flights. Final Fonua has more. Puma has blamed a lack of access to enough foreign exchange. On Thursday, the government invoked the Essential Services Act, aiming to end the shortages. The Prime Minister says this will allow for emergency powers to compel fuel companies and the banking sector to operate in the best interests of Papua New Guinea. Mr. Morape is blaming the crisis on a 1999 agreement given to Puma's predecessor, Interroll which gave it monopoly control of fuel imports and distribution. He says the government is now looking to unbundle the monopoly arrangement. In the meantime, the Prime Minister says ExxonMobil has brought in additional fuel and the Australian government is bolstering fuel security. Still in PNG, residents from across Papua New Guinea's Inga province have been in Wabag today for peace talks between the warring factions following the latest massacre. 
More than 60 bodies have been retrieved as intertribal tensions continues. Prime Minister James Marape says he was deeply moved and very angry about the incident. He has since given more powers to the military to contain the violence. The French Senate has voted in favour of the postponement of New Caledonia's crucial provincial elections, which are to be held later this year. The time frame for New Caledonia's elections is now from mid-May to 15 December, at the latest for its three provinces. Our French Pacific Desk correspondent Patrick de Cloyter has more. This week's vote in the French Senate is also related to a controversial change in the list of eligible voters for New Caledonia's local elections. And this time it would require changes to the French constitution. So that's another process. On that one, French Home Affairs and Overseas Minister Gérald Darmanin said the changes would allow about 25,000 French citizens, Canucks and non-Canucks, to exercise their right to vote in local elections. The new restriction means anyone who has resided continuously in New Caledonia for the last uh, 10 years is allowed to vote. Until now, for the past 25 years under the Numea Accord, only citizens who had resided in New Caledonia before 1998 could cast their vote. Damana says the new rule is a way to restore what he calls a minimum of democracy 25 years after the Numea Accord restriction, which were not supposed to lasts forever. Health authorities in the Northern Marianas have identified an increase in norovirus activity and advise residents to take precautions to stay healthy. The Commonwealth Healthcare Corporation says many viruses, including norovirus, can cause vomiting and diarrhoea. People of all ages can get infected and sick with norovirus, which spreads very easily and quickly. These viruses are easily spread through food, by person-to-person contact or through contaminated services. The University of the South Pacific is creating a policy to deal with chat GPT. Amalus Campus Director Ruben Bakeo Makwad says the policy will come into effect by the end of this year. Christina Persico has more. Mr Markwood says this policy will provide clear directives on how chat, GPT and similar artificial intelligence or AI technologies can be leveraged. He says the university actively supports the integration of advanced technologies, but its application must be approached responsibly and ethically. He says the work that is not wholly the product of a student's own effort, including any content generated or modified by AI technologies without proper citation, constitutes a breach of academic integrity standards. The Vanuatu Daily Post spoke to several USP students who have been utilising the AI tool in question. One says it's a useful resource when you hit a roadblock, but it shouldn't be a substitute for genuine effort. The United States has blocked a UN Security Council statement blaming Israel for the deaths of dozens of Palestinians seeking aid from a convoy in northern Gaza where Israeli soldiers opened fire. All 14 other council members at the closed-door emergency session supported the motion, but the US envoy said the facts remain unclear. The BBC's Yolande Nell is in Jerusalem. 
Palestinian health officials said dozens were killed when Israeli forces opened fire, but the Israeli military said people were crushed to death or injured in a fight to get supplies. An army spokesman said Israeli forces who were overseeing the aid operation involving private contractors had fired warning shots only to disperse the crowds. Hamas has warned that talks in Qatar to try to secure a new ceasefire and the release of Israeli hostages it's holding could now be jeopardised. The US President Joe Biden, who'd previously said he was hoping for a deal by Monday, said he knew that would now be more complicated. The Alabama House and Senate have voted to approve bills protecting doctors from prosecution if they damage or destroy an embryo created by IVF. It follows a recent ruling by the state's top court that frozen embryos have the same rights as children and people and can be held liable for destroying them. World Watch's Charlie Drever has more. The Alabama Supreme Court ruling created a legal headache for clinics, many of which pulled services. However, the Alabama House of Representatives has now passed a bill to provide legal immunity for the deaths or damage to an embryo by those providing IVF services. Several hours later, the state Senate passed a similar measure. Lawmakers in favour of the measures hope to have legislation prepared for the governor's approval sometime next week. In sport, Fiji Sevens coach Ben Golling says he's confident his team can deliver despite questions about his role as coach. Fiji's Minister for Youth and Sports, Jesse Sarukuru, is another to express his disappointment on the Sevens team's recent results. But FBC reports Golling saying he's confident about what the team can do and they're close to that becoming a reality. The LA Sevens kicks off tomorrow afternoon, Fiji time. Fiji is grouped with Great Britain, Canada and France, while the Fijianas' pool includes Brazil, South Africa and New Zealand. The Blues will welcome back All Blacks offer Tuinga Fasi and Akira Ioane when they play the Highlanders in their Super Rugby encounter in Melbourne tonight. However, fellow All Blacks Rico Ioane and halfback Finlay Christie remain on All Blacks rest. All teams are playing in Melbourne this weekend as part of the Super Round. And that's the latest news and sport for RNZ Pacific. You can read more on our website rnzi.com Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.